to the Senora Vibes podcast, where I am your host, the Alicia E. Senora Vibes is a podcast for lifestyle, travel, business, all good things, celebrating women 40 plus. And today, I'm super excited to bring you a guest of mine that has been in my mind for a while. And then all of a sudden, the universe just brought her in when she sent me a DM and said, hey, I would love to be on your podcast. I'm like, oh my God, I was just thinking about you. Welcome to the podcast, Annie. Hello, hello. I'm glad to be here. I'm so grateful for you to make the time because I know you're a busy girl. You've got a thousand things going on and we're going to talk about all of that. But uh, tell my audience about yourself and who you are. Yeah, so I'm Annie. I am originally from Singapore, and I am a digital marketer, fashion designer, an artist. I am a multi-dimensional artist, so I do a lot of things. Um, and yeah, I am a liver of life. That's what I love to call it because I don't like to be contained into one box. And I think, you know, people are so confined to like what they do and. Don't yeah. bother to explore the definition of themselves and all the layers that come with mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. And when we started talking about the podcast, the episode for today, your topic was, it just stood out to me because it was self-expression and loving yourself. Yes, yes. Such important topics. Oh, such important topics. Because, so I actually went on the Isaiah Carey show, mm-hmm. and um, my segment was actually about um, loving yourself and body positivity. Okay. Um, I had my little viral moment where I said, you got to look in the mirror and say, I'm that bitch. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> I said on my on live TV, so. And how like, did that go? Did they air it? They it. It was live, so. They let, I said the B word, and Isaiah was like, you can go ahead and say it. I was like, well, I'm that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Okay, so why are you that bitch? Um, because I say so. Because, oh, okay. <laughs> because I say so. Also, <laughs> also because you got to own it. Own it because, you know, no one's going to love you harder than how you love yourself. Oh, you my know? gosh. But For real. Despite, despite all the fallbacks, the def- Despite all of like the expectations that society yeah. puts on you, you gotta still wake up and be like, I'm that bitch because mm-hmm. I can do anything that you set your mind to. You know, whether it's True. one thing or a vast majority of things. It's yeah. like, what do you love? You gotta love yourself first before you love anything else. You have to, then nothing else falls into place. That exactly. has to fall into place first. And it's like an affirmation, right? Right. It's like an early morning affirmation, especially on those days when you're just not feeling yourself. You have to tell yourself those things so that you can pick yourself up. Because not everybody wakes up energized, excited for the day. Um, Sometimes I wake up with anxiety and I don't even know where that's coming from. No, and it's so true because like sometimes you just like, you know that you wake up, you have like a whole bunch of lists to do. 
um, and you know that you have to get somewhere. You don't even know exactly know how to start. Yeah. But you start from an overfilling cup. Yeah. An overfilling cup of love for right. yourself. But that way, when you feel like that love for yourself, you give yourself that grace to be able to, you know, fuck up and still love mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. you do in the process. Exactly. It's so true. So Annie and I met um, maybe five, six years ago. What was it, 2018? Yeah. Yes. I think when you were coming back from Singapore mm-hmm. and you posted on Facebook that you were looking for an opportunity to do some marketing and fashion. Yeah. And so back then I still had my boutique, which is right around the corner from here, actually right next door. And, you know, I was looking for help because I, it, it, this is like something that I struggle with so much is the marketing and the, mm-hmm. so, the promotion and all of those things. And so being creative um was difficult for me especially at that time I felt like um I wasn't getting anywhere mm-hmm. and I was doing everything I could and I couldn't get anywhere so um I immediately like typed it in and said hey Annie oh I want to sneeze um I know you're coming back to Houston I'm looking for somebody to help me out and you're like hey I'd love to come in and just chat and let's see what you know what you need and that kind of started a little collaboration between us right yeah. it was about a year year and a half Mm-hmm. And it was a few campaigns that we did together, yeah. some fashion shows. Um, it's so I, I, you know, when when I closed the store, I always wondered like, what happened to Annie? Like, what did Annie do? Because we we didn't see each other anymore. And yeah. Jamal stayed with me because even after the the boutique, Jamal came with me to the podcast. Mm-hmm. But I didn't see you again for years, and I didn't yeah. know what you were doing and what. So tell me a little bit about what happened after we closed down and like. A little bit about that experience working at the boutique as well. Yeah, so I mean, I mean, you really gave me the courage to come back and like be freelancing again after uh-huh. working with an agency. Um, I was working with a creative agency in Singapore, and then on the way back, I was like, okay, do I look for another job here or do I just, you know? And it just so happened that when I came back, I already fell into an opportunity. And um, after that, I actually opened up my uh, my agency. It was called Unequal Identity. Okay. Um, and I, um, after the boutique closed down, I went into actually working with um, Food and Bev. So like a lot of restaurants, and okay. like a lot of. Um, so I was take I was doing their uh, social media management and like helping them with creating content. Um, that was going on for a while and then, um, COVID happened. Yes. COVID happened. And then like the first thing they cut out is marketing. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I lost like, it was 70% of my business. Oh my goodness. And after that, I was like, okay, let me just start over. I was Mm -hmm. just start over. And I, I made masks for like the first beginning of, um, 2020. Um, yeah, I think I remember seeing something. mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And we made like mass production of masks, and we made like an imitation of a of the N95. Mm-hmm. So it was like five layers. It was waterproof. Okay. Like, wow. And um, we sold it to like corporations. We sold it to um, schools. Like we were just like, yeah. I think we in the course of that two months, we sold about like. Mm-hmm. I think in that course of two months, we sold about like. 150,000 masks. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. <gasps> wow. It was a production house. Like, and, and y'all were making them here in Houston? In Houston. Here in Houston, yeah. And we were shipping them to um, all across the states. 
We had some in Colorado, New York. So how much money did y'all make out of that? Man, it was a lot. It was a lot. But after cost and everything, Mm -hmm. I was able to pocket, like, I think uh, $15,000 in the course of two months. After, like, that's profit. That's just... That's like my amazing. Cut, uh-huh. My cut after after expenses and everything. So I was like, man, yeah. <laughs> so it worked out. It worked out. It was it was great. I mean, you know, I had I had, you know, money to to keep me going through the pandemic. Um, on top of the uh, what was it called? The the um when they give you funds during the Oh the um yeah, what is you that? Know, that was the um was it the benefits, the, the COVID-19 it was like a, benefits? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, uh, gosh, what was it called? I was just talking to somebody. The PPP, PPP? loan. PPP loan? PPP I, loan, right? Uh, it's, a subs- it's a subsidy. They just like gave it to you. You didn't have to apply for anything. Okay. Hmm. The, I don't know. It was like, I don't remember, but I remember there were some loans that were going around. Yeah, yeah. They, and then they, just, uh, they also just like sent you money because it was like, oh, yeah, here's the help. Americans out in the economy. Yes, <laughs> yes, it's true, right? Yeah, so that, um, I kind of was just, like, free-balling everything at, up until that point, and mm-hmm. then I went decided to go back to the workforce because just to get some, like, mental clarity and get some stability in my life. And so um, that's when I actually was able to um, explore music, Um so when I worked at Favor, which is another aspect of art yes. and creativity that that just calls you, right? Yes, I I love music in, in um, all of its forms, um, from the lyricism to the melody, um, just all of it. It's, it's it's another form of storytelling. Yes, absolutely. And I think um, that's that's what I loved, like it's just storytelling. Yeah, um, visually, creatively. Right. Um, right. I remember when you and I would talk about our campaigns that we would do. Like, I think the first thing you you picked was the music for the campaign you wanted. You wanted, um, what was that, the girl? Uh, Lana Del Rey. Lana Del yeah. Rey. You're like, I already have the music in my head, and I'm like, okay, if you you know if you know what you want to do, <laughs> because it was a very beautiful campaign. Yeah, it was gorgeous, and that's how I met a lot of the the models that we ended up working with for mm-hmm. years. Some yeah. of those girls came back and worked with me for a while. Um, you know, that's how I met some young creative people as well, like yourself. Yeah. I uh, you brought other people along. And then my girl Alice, I met her through something very similar yeah. through a campaign that I did for Curvy Girls. I mean, there's just so much that I just just owe to that boutique, bringing people like you guys mm-hmm. to my life. You know, especially um, for me to be able to mentor you guys in a way that was like, um, you know, in a business component, while yeah. you guys mentored me in a very creative way yeah. and showed me how to do social media and showed me how to do. You know, little things that were more creative and more, um, you know, for, for, for you guys, that's something that, you know, millennials do, Gen Zers. Yeah. And for me, a Gen Xer, like, over here trying to figure out how to do it, you know. <laughs> um, but I feel like it was, like, synergistic. It was always, like, we were giving each other feedback all the time, which was really amazing and lovely. And you're the one who encouraged me to open a podcast because I thought about it. And you're like, oh, it's so easy. Just go to Anchor and download the app, and it's there. And I'm yeah, like, and really? I was just like, you can do it on that your phone. Easy? I know. I you mean, kept saying now we that. have all these, like, beautiful, like, podcasts 
podcast equipment. Yeah. So now it's been four years. Mm -hmm. Can you believe that? So again, encouragement from young people to 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 say, hey, go for it. Do it. It doesn't have to be perfect, which is where I always got stuck in the perfectionism. And like it has to be perfect before I do anything. Before I publish anything, everything has to be, you know, excellent, excellent, excellent. And it doesn't have to be that way. So it's something that I've learned along the way. So for you, music is therapy, I'm assuming. It is. And it's a way to create, to, to, to be self, to express yourself. Exactly, exactly. And like, again, perfectionism and perfectionism. Yeah. And um, when you keep comparing yourself to others. Yes. Oh, my God. It's no, so it's cliche. Th- yes, uh, comparison is a thief. It is the thief of all joy. Of all joy. Like, <laughs> and you, all you, goodness, you yeah. You thought you created the best thing. It came from the heart. It was the, like, you know, it, it came from here. From you. From here. Mm-hmm. And then you listen to something else or you, like, you give it to some friends who critique it and they're just like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Really yeah. it. Yes. But it's not so much a, a jab on your character is just it's just you know their perspective of how they see things or you know they right. could give you some like constructive criticism on how to make it better but it's not to charge it to the head not the heart yeah right and it's not about like is it is it good enough like if you don't put anything right. out if you don't put anything out even if it's not perfect you didn't do anything at all you didn't you didn't put it at all yeah and i think regret is even worse it's worse than than feeling like you did something and you failed at it but the regret if you don't do it at all yeah kills you like it really eats you up because you now years gone by and you're like i could have done that a long time ago if i didn't allow myself doubt yeah to take over yeah and you know like sometimes like it doesn't work out but the fact that like you did it and you tried it you looked back at it Mm -hmm. it was like dang Mm -hmm. i learned from that you know Mm -hmm. And, like, I think we don't give ourselves enough grace to mess up. Right. Especially, like, um, man, this last month for me, Mm -hmm. I just had to do, like, a whole, like, internal reset with, like, you know, my career and my, Mm -hmm. like, and Mm -hmm. everything. And I just, I felt so beaten down. And for, like, the whole month of um, December... I was like, man, like, I don't know, like, where I am in life. And I had to, like, really have some self-reflection. And um, I was like, I am actually a creative. And creatives fall in many different aspects. Right. Mm -hmm. And I can't confine myself to only one. Mm -hmm. In which I've been doing that for quite some time. And I think, like, you know, this is the year to just say, can I cuss on this channel? <laughs> yeah, of course. Just say, yeah, just say yeah, yeah. fuck it and let's yeah. go. Fuck it, yeah. let's go. You know, mm-hmm, just, mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. do it. Just take the leap. Take the leap. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? Even for, for people like me who are a little bit older and you would think that, you know, we've already kind of gone through those challenges in our head and we've already arranged them somehow, there's still doubt. There's still moments where yeah. I feel like I'm not qualified enough for something or I'm not good enough to do this. Um, I just did an episode in Spanish with my dad and I would have never done that before. But I said to myself, uh, yeah, maybe I'm not I'm not as fluent as other people, but it's my language and it's my fluency and I'm with my dad, you know, 
is so, your story. Yeah. And so I was like, I'm not going to beat myself over the fact that it's not perfect and it's not up to par like other people. Yeah. But that's okay. I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to hold myself to those standards anymore. And that's the part I'm working on for 2024 too, to, you know, kind of lay back from that as well a little bit, you know, and not be so hard on myself because I am grace. all the time very hard on myself. And when I lost my mom, I also felt like, Okay, let me keep working. Let me keep going. And then I just said, no, why? Why? Why am I pushing myself through the grief because I don't want to feel it or maybe because I don't want to sense that I'm, uh, you know, I'm allowing this moment to to paralyze me or to stop me. But then I thought it's not stopping me. It's just giving me that moment of grace, like you said, to just say, it's fine. Life will continue. I will go back and pick up my podcast. I will go back and pick up my job, whatever it is that I'm doing It'll be fine. I just need to take a breather because I was not in the mood for anything. And people can tell. Yeah. And, like, life rides its up and downs, right? Mm -hmm. And you have to ride those up and downs. Otherwise, you will fall out. Right. And it's, it's, it's harder to fall out and burn out than to just ride it and let yourself feel it so the moment will pass. So, like, mm -hmm. just like mm -hmm. any moment, the hard moments will too pass. All of them do. Yeah. yeah. And so I know that one strategy that I use is just reminding myself that I have gone through these things before and I made it out. Okay. Right. Yeah. So reminding myself, you know, that I, I have these moments of anxiety, these moments of sadness or these moments of, of stress or challenge, but I've encountered them before yeah. and I've come out of them fine. And I will come out of this one again, fine, you know, but a little bit stronger, a little bit more wise. Yeah. Um, and then taking on those things that, 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 you know, like my husband's always, you know, trying to do things for me. And I'm like, no, no, I got it. I got it. I got it. I'm good. I'm good. And I'm like, you know what? No. Okay, thanks. Go yeah. ahead. Go for it. Do it for me. Uh, and being more, you know, receptive to taking on help and asking for help and delegating more things. Since yeah. I was telling Jamal this before, like, I feel like I couldn't delegate before. Like, I had to do everything myself. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not no more. Um, I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> I'm allowing other people to take on some of those things that I just don't want to do anymore. Yeah. So I don't have to. And, and and delegating frees you up to do more of the things that you love and yeah. do more of the things that are in your genius zone, right? Like yes. like things that make you go automatically into flow. And like flow state is like the best part of so a little bird told me that you had a little bit of a run in with the, an employer and you were ready to just like throw in the towel with a job that you were doing. What happened? What was going on with that? Yeah. So, I mean, uh, man, how, where, where do I begin? <laughs> so it was it was um, I was doing his uh, PR and marketing and, um, you know, We've been friends for quite some time. Yeah. And um, the thing is, when it comes with business and friends, you have to walk a thin line. Because at the end of the day, business is business and friendship is still, is still friendship. Um, I think one thing that's really important for me is um, ownership. Ownership of your values and um, your just integrity in general. Right. And um, when you don't pay your employees... Yeah, it looks bad on your integrity, and um, for someone you know um, to come in and and do the amount of work that I did, uh, I was just like, look, I I know my worth, 
Right. And I know that I have been putting in the work yeah. because the results show. Mm-hmm. Um, and you weren't getting paid. Yeah. I wasn't you weren't, getting, so you were working. You I was were working, doing your thing. I was doing my thing. Being your creative self. Um, accomplishing goals, you know, uh, getting your deliverables done, mm-hmm. everything is on par, but he, that this person isn't paying you. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's hard because you want to feel recognized. You want to feel acknowledged and whether or not it's monetarily or not, you're not getting acknowledged for your efforts. Yeah. And that hurts. It does. And sometimes like, you know, you have to know when to walk from a situation yeah, it's really important as a creative to not only let your um, art get the best of you, but also let you know your conscience speak for itself, um, and don't let anybody devalue you. Right. Um, at the end of the day, you are the one who sets the price on on uh, you know who you are. Right. The yeah. way that they treat you is the way that you you teach them to treat you. Mm-hmm. I know one thing that I, I struggled with in the past, too, is just really um, valuing myself and just putting my price on on things that I do yeah. and always giving people the, the cheap discount. But why am I giving people a discount on something that I'm really good at? And you're getting a really good deal with me. Yeah. I mean, this is I'm great at this stuff and I can do a really good job for you, but I'm over here undervaluing myself and not um, charging what mm-hmm. I should be getting paid because yeah. I'm just not comfortable with that. And that's changed. That's changed for me over the years. But I understand that, you know, as a younger woman making your way, especially as a freelancer, because that's what you're doing. Yeah. And so that's hard. Yeah. Yeah. Difficult. And I think, um, you know, that's definitely uh, taught me to set boundaries from the beginning um, and to set expectations. It's like, hey, here's what I'm doing, X, Y, Z. Um, friends or not, this is like, hey, we're, we can still like drink a beer afterwards. You're still my friend. I still value you. Mm-hmm. But this is this is what I need to be valued in order to do business. Yeah. And Perf- I think setting, setting that. Mm-hmm. It's great advice, Annie. Yeah. Definitely setting boundaries, knowing your worth. It all begins from loving yourself. It all goes back to that all the time, everything. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, loving yourself. I had a conversation with someone, um, when was it Saturday? We went to this um, wine event with some friends. And um, if people were, these women were like, your husband's amazing. He's so good to you and he loves you so much. And like, how did you meet? And like, oh, in college and you know, they were, like, so sweet. Like, you guys have been together, what, 25 years? Yeah, we've been together 25 years, and we're still in love, and we still love each other. And um, one of the girls was like, is that, like, your first boyfriend? I said, no, I had a horrible boyfriend before I met Rusk, and this guy was horrible and awful, and that's when I learned to love myself enough that I knew I am never putting up with that crap ever again, and I'm never going to have a boyfriend like that ever again, which obsessive nasty jealous of everything wouldn't let me go out didn't want me to dress a certain way like a bunch of craziness and I said you know what my mom and my dad said hey you deserve better and I believe it and so that's when I met my husband I said yes this guy is giving me everything that I need and I love myself enough that I can recognize that this is the relationship for me but it starts with that and so sometimes you do have to go through crap you know, and kiss mm-hmm. those nasty 
frogs before their prince shows up, you know? Yeah, yeah. But it's about self-love. It really is about being worthy, knowing that you're worthy of being loved and taken care of. And, yeah. And, um, and, and, and enjoyed, you know, as a partnership, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it all begins with, like, what am I going to, what do I deserve? Mm-hmm. Not what am I going to settle for? What do mm-hmm. I deserve? Mm-hmm. Because then you don't chase anymore. You attract. Yeah. And it's all this. Yes. No, it's the law of attraction. It yeah, is. you do. It you is. do attract what you put out. Mm-hmm. And I believe that because I manifested him too. I'm like, this is what I, these are my requirements. This is what I, because I also have a lot to offer. Yeah. Right? Like these ladies were saying, oh my gosh, you have a prize. Like he's such a great man. I said, I'm the prize. Me. <laughs> I'm the prize, too. I mean, he's great and everything, but he got really lucky with me, too, because I'm amazing. And right. I could see it from their point of view. They were like, because they can't find boyfriends, and they're, like, trying to be out on the dating scene and, like, oh, you know, you're so yeah. lucky, and you're so lucky. And you got, I'm like, yeah, he's great and everything. He's an amazing husband, but um, I'm also awesome, too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's because, not just man, him. <laughs> oh, what like, the dating scene is just yeah. zestful, and I'm just like, I I'm know. sorry. <laughs> I know. I hear the horror stories, and I just can't imagine. Um, I, I can't. I can't. So yeah. um, let me ask you this. There was something I wanted to ask you about sobriety. So you are sober. I am. Are you sober for dry January? So or is I this like a did. real sobriety going on here, so Annie? I um, So I am doing dry January. Yeah. Um, but I definitely, um, so my podcast uh, before it was called The Late Night Talk. So, yes, I and, remember that. Um, Jamal was on my podcast and he brought me a bottle <laughs> yes. of whiskey. And <laughs> it was a lot of it was a lot of fun. We do have wine all the time in here when Jamal knows it, too. But we didn't have any today. <laughs> <laughs> That's totally fine. That's totally fine. I'm doing dry January. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm trying gonna... to cut back myself as yeah. well. So, um so it's not so much of like because I never really had like a drinking problem I was able to quit like like that yeah it was just like it was because it was available and it was fun and mm-hmm. I was like okay like why not yeah and um I was drinking every Friday from the show because you know I had guests on mm-hmm. and then like mm-hmm. they leave me a bottle and I'm like I'm yeah. finishing out the bottle for the rest of the week and I get a refill on Friday mm-hmm. <laughs> so um like, I didn't think it was a problem until, like, I was my side was hurting all the time. And uh, I was like, okay, okay. I only, I knew I'm going to go get this checked out. So I went to the urgent care because I don't have a PCP. Okay. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So I went to the urgent care, and they were, like, you know, just, like, um, touching around my like my liver and my sides. And they're just like, it's kind of, it's like, bulging here. Yeah. And then they did the MRI scan, and they were like, oh, oh, okay, you need to chill. Like... Oh, you had you had a liver problem. Yeah, I had a like it was inflamed. It was was inflamed inflamed liver. Yeah, your enzymes were high. Um, yeah. So they like they did blood tests and stuff, and they were just like, okay, you need to chill. And I was like, okay, all right, chill. And it's no joke. Like seriously, getting being sick from the from your liver. My mom passed from liver disease, and that was hereditary because she never touched alcohol in her life. Really? Yeah, never. But the complications from a bad liver is. Very, very serious. And so she had to live, like, drinking lactulose every day to detox Mm because the ammonia can get to your head. 
it is really, really horrible. And yeah. that's why I've actually myself like started cutting back. Yeah. You know, because I realized that I don't want to be in that predicament. And if it was hereditary, then it's obviously could be hereditary to me. Yeah. Because it's something that happened to her. And she never, ever had a drink in her life because her father was an alcoholic. So she hated that. She hated yeah. it with a passion. So she never had a drink. But it's really amazing how if we don't discover that as we're young, mm-hmm. we, we could go through years. Yeah. Creating damage to our liver. Yeah. And I think, honestly, it's just moderation. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, um, actually, there was a point in time where, okay, this, I'm going to get real. I'm going to get real with you. So I was, uh, it was 2021, and um, I was at a Keitronada concert with my boyfriend, and uh, what kind of concert? Ketronada. It's a house DJ. Oh, okay. Yeah. So okay. It, he he was in Houston. <laughs> okay. And brought, um, I got he it. Surprised okay. me with tickets, and um, so you know at the at the uh, concert, like you know, I bought a bunch of drinks because I was like, yeah, it's a concert, it's mm-hmm. fun. Mm-hmm. And then um, the the bartender had given like basically, I bought a single like single uh, drink with. I mean, they filled it up with, like, a double shot of, like, okay. vodka. Uh-huh. And so I was like, oh, this girl's giving me free stuff. Like, she's giving me free drinks. So I keep going back to the bar. Yeah. And, like, that night, like, I was so sloshed. I don't remember how I got home. <gasps> how I got home. Yeah. And then apparently um, <laughs> my my boyfriend was, like, really upset with me that night because I was yelling at the Uber driver because oh, he no. got lost because he got lost <laughs> and, and you I'll, didn't remember that remember you were screaming at him I now. didn't remember any of that and then oh. that was a moment I realized oh my god okay yeah. maybe I have a problem I was like all right let me stop and that, yeah. that was the point I was just like okay you know what I'm done I'm done completely with like you know drinking like this and um yeah, after that, I think like I haven't really, you know, I haven't haven't really drank um like to that extent. To that extent, mm-hmm. right? I would just have like one, two, like yeah. something cute. Right. Um I would I, yeah, I would not I go know, to I a, know that feeling. It was just like, ooh, yeah. okay, this is a problem. Yes. Like let me not encroach and like mess pe- the people around that that I love yeah. and this is not who I am. So yeah. I was just like, I, it was a Well, switch. good for you to have that um, reflection mm-hmm. and to realize it and realize it in a place and a time where, you know, you could still make amends or, yeah. you know, definitely have your boyfriend be like, okay, thank you for like taking care of me. Because I've had that situation where I'm partying and having a good time. And all of a sudden, I don't know, I'm in my bed in my pajamas. And uh, how did I get my pajamas on? Well, my husband did it all for me because I was so drunk yeah and that's not cool that no. is not becoming of me and it and I realize that those days the reasons why I get that way is because I'm dealing with something and I'm really trying to drink myself through that yeah. whatever it is that emotion and now for me it's about like assessing when I'm at that place and being mm-hmm. like okay I'm yeah. not gonna allow a drink to take me out of my perspective and my reality because yeah. that's not cool yeah. And I don't want my kids to see me like that. That is definitely something that I regret so much if my boys were to see me. And, and, and thankfully, they haven't, and they didn't that, that time. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I woke up in the morning, and I'm like, how in the world did I get my PJs on? Like, what happened? He's like, mm. like why do I, <laughs> He's like, I'm, I'm the one that put them on you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, 
like, oh my God, honey, thank you so much for taking care of me because I don't know if you were not around. Oh like, my what's God. gonna happen? But that was a reality check for me as well. And I I vowed that I would never do that again. Yeah. And I haven't, and it's been years. Yeah, because that same night, like I threw up in the litter box. Like at that when I got well, to at least the there house. was a litter box and it I was mean, in a- <laughs> No, there was a trail from the litter box to the oh toilet. My gosh. But like the litter box was next to the toilet. So like I threw up in the litter box first and then oh, like no. <laughs> it was like the toilet. Like you saw a trail. I was like, oh. But you know what? It's a call for, for us to be more cognizant mm-hmm. of how we drink. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, like, I think, you know, a lot of times, too, like, we drink because we don't want to feel things. Yeah. And um, Right, exactly. Because it's scary. These these tough emotions, they're scary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when you don't have that support system to sit there and walk you through those emotions. Right. Um, I think the best thing that has helped me um, was to journal because that way you dump everything out onto uh-huh. the paper and it's just the stream of consciousness. And then you write for long enough, there's another stream of consciousness that comes in and it's like talking to you at the same time. And there's two di- streams of consciousness because it's like the higher self, which knows who you are, who also is already inside of you. Um, I think I had this moment where... Um, Whenever I journal, whenever I journal, there's like three streams of consciousness that comes out. The one is like where I'm feeling right now, where I'm at. Yeah. Like where, you know, like the all the emotions that I'm feeling. Right. So like, let's say let's say um, I had I had a really bad day. I had a really bad day. I feel I feel discouraged. I feel, you know, like that that they did me wrong. And I feel like. Um, you know, I, w- I wasn't doing enough, gotcha. right? That, 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 and then there's another self that's like a criticizing self. It's almost like a, okay, what did you do wrong? Mm-hmm. What did you, like, how could we be better? Mm-hmm. And what does, like, what do you need to do to fix that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, and then there's another one that's like, in the grand scheme of things, it does not matter. Right. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah, like, of course. Yeah, in the does. grand in the grand scheme of things, mm-hmm. you can do it or not. It does not matter because you were this small, mm-hmm. and it's almost comforting to find that hey, if nothing you do matters, do it. You know, like if 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 like in the grand scheme of things, like hey, not 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 to be like a nihilistic, but like uh-huh. but like. Uh-huh. In a very grand scheme of things, like if you if you fu- let's say you fuck up mm-hmm. once or twice, mm-hmm. no one's gonna care. Like no one's gonna care. Just do it because you want to do it. Yeah, and no. I think there's power in that. But I think we punish ourselves when, exactly. we, when we mess up, huh? Exactly. Like, and that's even more hurtful because we punish yeah. ourselves because we didn't do something right or we didn't do our due diligence or whatever it was. Yeah. Right? Like, that's the hardest part. Not what other people are going to punish you. I don't care if somebody punishes me. I'm hard on me. Exactly. Because I allowed myself. Exactly. Exactly. So I think, like, journaling for me has really helped me kind of realize and, like, um, sort out all these voices going on in mm-hmm. the head, in mm-hmm. my head mm-hmm. and, like, write them out on paper yeah. and then, like, 
I don't ever read back my journal entries. Like I never read back my journal entries. It's almost because, like it's talking to myself. It's okay. like um, it's like I'm talking to myself. But and it's, it's more of a dump, right? It's, it's like more a, a dump. like a dump of of your thoughts and your feelings and your emotions. Mm-hmm. And it's a way to process. Exactly. Right. And, and music for you is processing, doing marketing or digital marketing or social media, the things that you do. I, I know that you love doing videos. I see you're doing your videos all the time. Mm-hmm. And that's a way for you to process all of those emotions as well. Like creative people are yeah. hyper emotional. Oh, yeah. Like my son is, is hyper emotional, hypersensitive because he's a creative, you know. Mm-hmm. And so for for me, you know, having that kid um, understanding where he's coming from is has been like growth process for myself because yeah. I'm not an emotional person. I'm a very logical, straight to the point, like, okay, get to it. Like, I need you to get to this thing. And for him, it's like, oh, gosh, you know, the emotions are always at 120% sometimes because, you know, and and people will send him songs, you know, because you'll do videos for these people. And he has to listen to the song before he even takes on the video because he has to feel if the song, you know, has, has something to give. I don't know. It's just this whole creative process yeah. about things i'm like um babe but you're they're paying you i mean you're making money he's like yeah but mom i need to make sure that it's a song that i can feel and like, like visualize and then he starts to storyboard yeah. and i'm like okay he's gotta have right. an attachment to it he's he gotta, does yeah. he really does in everything uh, he has to have an attachment to it yeah so it's funny how you know i'm learning a lot about that process of creatives through my kid yeah yeah. Yeah. I, I think, love that. I think like the 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 first part of um, anything creative is like, what do you want it to feel like? Yeah. What is what is the feeling behind this? What's mm-hmm. the message behind this? Yes. And um, you know, I think digital marketing these days. This is gonna be very controversial. But digital marketing these days, they just, everybody just wants a quick five second video to sell you something. And like my, I really try to, (laughs) I really try to avoid these like, get rich quick like oh, oh my gosh st- oh yeah. my gosh and they're everywhere marketing right. and it's just like oh here's how 10 hooks that make you viral and in the like, c caption i'm just like <laughs> <sighs> there's so many of there's them so they're many so of the annoying same thing and it's like buy my e-course yeah it's like what do you what are the store like who who are you who like who you know i think that's also another reason why like personal branding is so important mm. because they want to see your authenticity. Like you can, you can have all these great tips, but like if people don't connect with who you are, right, it's like right, right, all right, <laughs> okay. Yeah, they'll just like, who are you? Why should I listen to you? Why should I learn from you? Why should I give you my money? Yeah, yeah. Just because you say so, like that's a problem for me. Where I see so many people go over there online and do business coaching or do life coaching, and I'm like, you. Well, I don't know if I would trust you with my life coaching, dude. Yeah. Like, it's there's so many of them that just assume or presume to know so much that they want to share with the world. I'm like, where, where's the proof? Like, where's the backbone? Where's the yeah. meat to the bones? It's like, it's like, give me, give me a story. Give me, give me something, you know, to talk about. That, give, that, yeah, that relates. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, it's like, okay. Um, you know, for example, give a scenario instead of like, hey, here's five, like, but you know, uh, it's it's also about like how quick you can grab their attention, right? Right. That's true. Um, 
Everybody that's wants so to true. do these like aesthetic posts on Instagram, which is why TikTok. That's which is why TikTok is um, honestly doing better than Instagram. Yeah. Because yeah. they're they're not trying to sell you every single like three or four posts like Instagram is. There's more authenticity. <laughs> so much more, right? Right. Annie, yeah. I'm so grateful to have you here. It's been a beautiful interview, beautiful stories from you, a beautiful moment to just reminisce on our little past. Yes. Um, seeing you succeed, seeing you happy, um, seeing you doing your thing which is what you do best is your creativity, your joy, your your joy for life, which is very, very transferable and very much felt. Like I feel it, especially when I'm on your on your Insta or whenever I'm watching you. I'm like, oh, my God, that girl's got all that energy. And then you have like a fitness one. And I'm like, oh, my God, and now she's doing a workout. Oh. Like that is like so funny and so fun because guess what? You're doing your thing. And I appreciate women who go out there and do their thing and, um, I'm learning to let go and not cringe so much at myself because, you know, Annie and Jamal are like, let's try this. Let's try that. I'm like, OK, I'm going to try it, but I'm going to cringe this whole time. But <laughs> but I'm going to move through that and I'm going to get myself out of that because that's part of growth. And mm -hmm. it's not supposed to be comfortable. It's supposed to make you feel uncomfortable so that yeah. growth happens. Um, but your story of self-love. So where can people find you? Where can they listen to your music? Yeah. Tell everybody. So you can find me on Instagram at azy.chyr, and I'm on Spotify, Apple Music, Pandora, all of the good things. Um, it's on my, you can also check out Azzy World, um, and that's azychyr.com. Okay. And um, on there, you can see all of my, my music videos, and like, um, if you subscribe to my newsletter, I'll send you a free sticker. Ooh. Uh, yeah. Fun. Um, I am also having a fitness page where, um, you know, I, I take uh, videos of um, my just it's a personal <laughs> blog for me. It's, like, I know. <laughs> it's a little bit of everything right now. I I'm trying to still like figure it out. But um, I want to advocate mental health and mental wellness as right. well as physical wellness. I think, you know, um, they go together. They, they definitely go, go together. together. Mm -hmm. They do. Mm -hmm. I saw on um, Instagram the other day, like um, there was this guy and uh, there was this, there was this girl. She was like, oh, um, yeah, you can skip. Uh, you can skip working out, you know, if you want to be fat, like on Instagram. And I was just like, bro, why would you say that? Like, <laughs> and, and, but you know, <laughs> I mean, it was definitely controversial. Yeah. It got the lights, got the comments going. Well, that's probably what they're going for. Exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. So you know, they they got the job done. They but did. I was just like, okay, you know, you gotta take it from a holistic standpoint. So, um, that that page has been um, like an overall. Yeah. personal journey for, yeah. of mine yeah just so i could like help hold others people uh, others accountable yeah and you hold um, yourself accountable through that as well exactly yeah. just filming and documenting just the process exactly just the process itself you're holding yourself accountable mm -hmm. for that too yeah i love that and i love how you're doing it all and you're putting it all out there because you want to not because somebody tells you yeah and because you feel like it and you want to help other people and that's why this podcast is where it is too because I want to encourage other people to just get out of their comfort zone, try something different. Yeah. I'm doing it. Every time I do a podcast, I'm getting outside of my comfort zone because I'm trying to not get that perfectionist mentality and get rid of it. 
Um, I'm doing more in Spanish. I'm bringing my family on a little bit more. I tend to I be very that. private about that. I'm not going to be so private anymore because I have a beautiful, wonderful relationship with people that I want more more people to to kind of get that sense that, hey, you can develop relationships that are meaningful and fruitful and authentic and, authentic yeah. and lovely mm-hmm. and sweet. Um, so thank you for being here. Thank you. We'll for come back me. and I want you to come back. And when I want us to talk about body positivity on the next episode. Okay. Sounds good. Cause that's something that I definitely want us to really, really delve into and go in deeper. Mm, okay. I love that. I All right. Like that. Annie, thank you so much. Thank you so much for love having you, me. babe. Friends, before we go, I'm asking a huge favor of you. Please review the podcast. You can go to Apple or you can go to Spotify. Share the episodes with your friends and support my sponsors. Furthermore, I'd love to connect with you when you visit my website, www.aliciaelatasi.com. Here you'll see that I can help you set up your very own podcast. You'll have access to my curated travel itineraries. Additionally, my caregiver's handbook, something I'm very proud of. There's even something there on creating passive income. Oh, and let's not forget, I can help you buy or sell your home. So check me out at www.aliciaelatasi.com. And remember... The key to anything is execution.